Hi, Josh Sorrell here from Sandhill FWB Church in Sandusky, Ohio. The podcast that you're about to enjoy was given live before our congregation here at Sandhill, and we pray that this podcast will encourage and challenge your walk with Christ. For more sermons like this, as well as additional Christian content, visit our website at www.sandhillfwb.com or check out our social media pages on YouTube and Facebook, keyword Sandhill FWB Church. May God continue to richly bless your journey every step of the way. So we're coming to the end of the prayer and everything we've already prayed in, in, uh, in the previous things we've looked at. We now come to and lead us not into temptation. Okay. And so we want to take this little time to, to look into that and then, and then deliver us from evil. Uh, in, the, in the Greek, the more accurately, that would be deliver us from the evil one, right? Deliver us from this devil, right? And so the devil's out there every day trying to tear us down. And so, so as we prayed and, and as we learned last week, as we pray, forgive us our debts. So we've looked in the mirror and we recognize, you know what? I sometimes mess up. We've looked in the mirror and we've recognized I have weaknesses, I have sins. We've looked in the mirror and said, I, Lord, forgive me, but now I'm starting a new day. And yesterday I asked you to forgive, but today I'm starting a new day. And Lord, I don't want to fail you like I did yesterday. Is anybody with me? I don't want to fail you. So Lord, uh, help me not to fall into temptation and Lord help me uh, to be delivered from the devil. It just maybe put it this way. At the end of the day, let the devil, let the devil not win. Right. Does anybody want that this morning? Anybody want that? I don't want the devil to win. So here's kind of how I, I play this out in my mind. I, I've been, I've been praying this for, for a long time now, trying to work it out in my own, um, my own life. <clears throat> do we take serious what we just asked the Lord? So again, I started praying this prayer. But I've been trying to pray this prayer multiple times a day and trying to really work through this in my life. And here's what, this is how it works in me. Now you guys got to work this out in your own life. This is how it worked for me. I begin to pray this prayer and I begin to say, Lord, help me not to fall into temptation. Lord, help me not to, to be uh, snared by the devil. And then as I was going through my day, I would come across something. And the Lord would say, didn't you ask me not to let you fall into that? You better stay away from that. <laughs> In other words, you can't get down and say, Lord, deliver us from temptation and let me not fall to the devil. But I'm going to get just as close to it as I can and play with it. Just keep me from getting in trouble. No, is that, is that you guys follow that? What he's saying is, once you've prayed this, if you take it serious, if you understand it, if you really meant it, stay away from sin. How many of you know it's better to, how many of you know it's better to just stay away than to try to resist temptation? I know I've used this illustration before. Uh, you, you, I'm sure you've, everybody's heard it, but the, uh, the, the little boy is in the kitchen. He's got his hand in the cookie dish. He's got his hand down in the jar. His mama walks in and says, I thought I told you not to eat that cookie before lunch. And he said, oh, mama, I wasn't going to eat that cookie. I was just resisting temptation. 
<laughs> I would just, I just get as close to it as I can without actually doing it. And sometimes we laugh at that, but sometimes we do that as, as Christians. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to look at something that's going to provoke a thought. I'm going to, I'm going to do something I know will make me mad. I'm going to put myself in a situation where the last time I put myself in that situation, I sinned. I'm not going to put myself in that situation. I, I'm going to do my part to stay out of temptation and, and, and trust God will, will, will do his part in, in helping me with that. <clears throat> so this is not only, this is, this is really the, the word here probably would be better to be trials, uh, deliver me from the trials than, than deliver me from temptation. How many of you know God does not tempt us, right? But God does try us. And so there is the thing of, of, a, of something that might cause you to fall into sin, but there's also the thing of sometimes life just gets really difficult. There's trials, right? And in those trials, oh Lord, let me not fall into sin. One commentator I read, and I thought this was good, but they were talking about, again, kind of reflecting back on the, on the previous, uh, uh, forgive us of our, our debts as we forgive others' uh, debts. He said, Peter would have been wise, think about this, Peter would have been wise when the Lord said, you're going to deny me, if Peter would have said, oh Lord, help me that I'll not do that. Do you know what Peter said? That ain't going to happen to me. And he went right straight into it, didn't he? <laughs> right. So that's how we are sometimes. If we would say, Lord, help me, I know how I am. I know I fail you. I know I don't do good in this area. Would you help me not to sin? I believe he will help us not to sin uh, if we will if we will do that. <clears throat> First Corinthians ten thirteen, very familiar text. Um, let's read it real quick. Uh, there hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful. Amen. God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. That verse right there tells us there is always an escape available. Isn't that true? Whether it's lust, whether it's your temper, whether it's saying something you shouldn't, whether it's gossip, whether it's being slothful or lazy, whatever it is, there's a way to not do that. And you bypass that exit and you go right on to the sin. Now, we all do that, but we need to learn not to do that. Are you guys with me? All right. <clears throat> um, real quickly, uh, I think this illustrates this really, really well. But there was a, there was a brother that... Um, Actually, he used to go to this church. doesn't go anymore. But this brother had a real problem with pornography. He, he struggled for years, and he, and, he, and he would come to me, and, oh, Pastor, I'm such a terrible person, and I, I, I've been looking at it again, and, I, you know, and, and then he, you know, he would repent, and then he would do it again, and then he would do it again, and then he would do it again, and just continue to be a problem. And, and he seemed like he didn't want to do it, but he just kept doing it. And after this, it went on for probably years, he come to me one time and he says, you know, this is what he told me. He says, you know, he says, he said, Pastor, I'm not looking for it. I, I don't want to look at pornography. But every time I get on her, it just, just pops up in front of me. And pff, there it is. And then I don't have the ability to, the strength to not just keep looking. And the thought that was going through my mind was, well, I'm on the Internet a lot. I've never had it happen to me. I've, ne I've, never, I've never just accidentally just naked women just start popping up. I've just never had it happen. Right? I don't have that problem. 
I mean, I'm thinking, well, you know, maybe he knows something I don't know, whatever. But then here's what he told me. Well, I wasn't looking for pornography, but I was going to this site and this site and this site. Now, those sites on, in and of themselves may not have been sin, but he's getting as close to it as he could <laughs> without crossing the line. Do you guys, are you guys getting the point? If you don't want to sin, stay away from it. Stay away from whatever you're, you ought to know by now. Most of you here are old enough. You ought to know by now what your weakness is. Whatever it is, if it's your mouth, if it's your temper, if it's your spouse, if it's lust, whatever it is, you ought to know what it is. Stay away from it. And, and people who continually sin, they will tell me, oh, I want to quit, but then they go right back and get as close to it as they can. So let's just stay away from it, guys. Let's stay away from the thing that may cause us to sin. Knowing our own weakness, I hope that you do know your own weakness, uh, but uh, um, that is a great help. You know, there's a whole lot of sins. The devil can dangle in front of me. I have no desire for it. I, I don't want to. But there's other things, if I'm real honest. It's a temptation. I want to. So i got to stay away from those because I know my, my temptations. <clears throat> Put Put distance between you and what tempts you. So I think that's I think that's fairly easy to understand. The devil's trying to fall, get you to fall into sin. Life will throw curveballs at you. Life will throw temptations at you, trials at you. Uh, if you don't want to do it, ask the Lord to help you. As we learned in Sunday school, you have a part to do and he has a part to do. Ask the Lord to help you, but then you do your part. Stay away from it, right? And so I, th I, think, that's, I think that's fairly simple to you. So in all intents and purposes, the prayer is over. We've started uh, with our Father in Heaven, and we've ended with uh, uh, not, let us not fall, uh, deliver us from the evil one, deliver us from Satan. And, then, and now the prayer wraps up with the doxology. It's, it's just a, it's really the way a tag that, they, that the Jews generally put on their prayers. And it's just a praise of, uh, a doxology of the glory of God. So just real quickly, <clears throat> uh, this is all about God. If you really look at this, I'm going to try and show you this, try, try and show you this but this whole prayer is about God. Okay? It's, it's all about God. And really our lives ought to all be about God. And so we get down to the end. We started at the beginning thinking about how great God was. And we're going to end the prayer thinking about how great God was. So his kingdom. I don't have time to preach about his kingdom. I, I'm actually reading a book right now about his kingdom. Just absolutely fascinating. And we don't have time to preach it this morning. But um, can I just say this? Um, to be in his kingdom... He must be the king. <laughs> Is that hard to understand? To be in his kingdom, he must be the king, right? You can't say I'm part of the kingdom of God, but he's not my king. Listen, if, he's, if you're in his kingdom, he's the king. How great and majestic is our king. Can I get an amen? How great is God? And, that, and that's really where we're at in this prayer is just recognizing how great he is, how wonderful he is. Uh, we are not citizens here. Amen. Come on, guys. This isn't our home. This isn't our home. We're very, very soon. It was gonna, we're going to be out of here. Uh, this is a temporary place. Eternity will last forever. This is a very temporary place. And, and, and no matter how old you are, what you are, anything else, this life will very quickly be over. Amen? And we will be gone. So we're a part of a kingdom, and we ought to keep our eyes focused on that kingdom and not on the kingdom that, that we're really not citizens in. 
<clears throat> one day his kingdom will be revealed. And again, we don't have time to, to bring all this out, but there is a kingdom of God that has started and that we are a part of. But one day, uh, to, right now we, we don't fully see it, but the one day it will be revealed, right? The kingdom of God will be real. And we want to be in that kingdom when that happens. And not everyone is in that kingdom because he has to be your king to be in that kingdom. And then it says his power God has power to carry out everything in this prayer. Do you guys believe that? I mean, we've asked for him to provide for our needs and our temptations and our sins and, and his will be done in our life and all these things. Everything we've asked him, God has power to do that. God has all power over Satan. Listen, there's nothing the devil can do to stop God, right? He has all power. How awesome is our God? And last but not certainly not least, his glory. We need to recognize that everything we have prayed from the beginning to the end of this prayer, it's about the glory of God. Right? Everything we've prayed, it's, it's for his glory. In other words, I want his plan worked out in my life because for his glory. I want him to uh, help me with my sins because of his glory. I, I want him to provide the things I need so I can live in this life, so I can live for him for his glory. It's all for God's glory. And, and we ought to get that in our minds. That would help us in life tremendously. Everything in my life is to his glory. Amen? And then he says... He closes it out with amen, which just means I agree, I, I, I'm, I'm on with this, or whatever. Now, don't get too excited the sermon's over, okay? Because uh, it's not quite, well, that, that part of the sermon is over. So we have concluded the Lord's Prayer, right? So we started preaching back last summer, believe it or not, trying to get to here. And, and maybe I'm a very poor communicator and maybe it was all my fault, but trying to show you where we were going. And we started January, the first Sunday in January, and now it is uh, uh, March and to, to get to where we are now on this here. But here's the frustrating thing about being a preacher. Here's frustrating. I, I, I will give you that I'm not a great communicator. I will give you that. But here's the frustrating thing about being a preacher. If you give too many details, they get bogged down in the details. And they say it's taking too long, and, and, and it just, was just too long. If you don't give enough details, well, you didn't tell us enough to understand it. <laughs> we don't understand, right? And, and that's what I'm always, it's, I'm always, there's no way of threading that needle perfect. It's always, it's too long or it's not long enough, right? And, and the other thing is, it's really, really hard, is you're trying to draw a picture. So I felt like the Lord was really, really dealing with me on this very strongly. And I started last year, last summer, trying to preach, kind of preparing us for the first year. First year we took off trying to lay this out, doing all that, trying to show you what I thought God was showing me. But in each of those messages... You don't see the big picture. You see a tree here and a tree there. You don't see the big picture, right? And so for a lot of you, it's like, what in the world does that have to do with anything? Or that doesn't make sense. Or that doesn't go together. And, and so those are the challenges of being a, 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 a preacher. A long series is hard to grasp, right? Um, Josh has been teaching the same lesson for four years. <laughs> and, but here's the thing. You listen to one, I mean, when he first come into this, and when he first come out of the adult class, when we first started listening to this, I think a lot of us thought, well, that was an awesome lesson. Did you see the big picture? 
Not even a little bit. You know, faith that fills. What in the world does that have to do with? And, and there's a big picture that is, that is tremendous that in all honesty, he could probably preach for the next 35 years and still not preach it, teach it out. But there's a big picture. But then each individual one, and then, and then it goes on for a year, and then it goes on for a year and a half, and then it goes on for two years, and then it goes on for three years. And it's like, this is a, but sometimes you have to stop and say, and I, hopefully now we're starting to get the picture, but, but sometimes you got to stop and say, what's the big picture here? So we're going to try and do that this morning. Uh, I don't know if that made any sense or not, so we're going to try and do this. So let me just say this. We need a plan. Okay? We need a plan. Some of you are, we have some people in our church uh, that, are, that are super organizers, right? You like everything to be just, you know, you want everything to be organized out, know every detail and everything just planned out perfectly. But I hope to think that most people in this church, if you're not a, a crazy uh, over organizer. I like to think most people in this church, I believe most people, we don't like to just fling it. We like to kind of have a plan, right? It just doesn't work as well when you just, just, we're just going to do it, right? We need a plan. And so we have a plan. Uh, we have a plan for our church and we have a plan for our prayer. And I hope that some way that the Lord will help you to see that all these things fit together for where we're going. So, unbeknownst to me, last year when it started, uh, Lord started dealing with my heart on this. Unbeknownst to me, LifeWise was even going to come on the on the scene, but it's here. Unbeknownst to me, uh, the the other things that God is dealing with us right now on to to move ahead, possibly starting another church, possibly helping other churches, possibly being involved in bringing other churches together, uh, uh, possibly building a new church here. Many different things that are are happening. All of these things are going plus plus all things we were already doing. You guys know what's going on in our church. Can I tell you? We got to have a plan. We can't just go in and say, "Okay, this is exciting. We're just going to run out there and do it." We got to have a plan, right? And so the plan is not Gary's plan. The plan is a biblical plan. We started, we started, and maybe I didn't use the best word. It seemed like it seemed like it kind of got the point across to me and had criticism on it, people not thinking it made sense or didn't like it or whatever. We started talking about attitudes. And I said maybe we could just use the word heart. And whatever whatever you want to get in there, but guys, there are some things. We got to have a plan, and there are some things that are going to have to be in our church if we're going to be what God wants us to be. If we're going to start new churches, we're going to help other churches. If we're going to go into the schools, if we're going to we're going to be used throughout the state of Ohio, if we're going to do great big things, there are certain things we're going to have to do. And if you don't have a plan, you don't do those. If we just headlong go into it with the, with zeal and enthusiasm, we're probably going to destroy our church. Did you guys get that? So I'm not going to re-preach everything I preached for, for, for the last, all these months. I'm not going to do that. But, but just quickly, I do want to remind you, and I don't want us to forget. I don't want this to be something now we put it away and fold it up in our Bible and never think about it again. But can I tell you, as an attitude of our church, everybody here needs to be a servant. Guys, that's just what the Bible teaches. We need servants. We need people who have humble hearts, who, who are not full of pride, who are not too good to do it, who are not condescending, who just are willing to say, God, use me. God, just use me. Whatever that is, whatever that means, whatever you want, just use me. We, we need an attitude, a heart of worship. Listen, guys, the preaching of the word is important. 
But how many of you know worship makes church so much better? Amen? And guys, I know there are times we come here and we're just all tired. I know sometimes on Sunday night we're tired. I know sometimes life has been busy. I know sometimes someone gets the idea of setting the clock ahead an hour and we're tired, right? There, there's all these things that happen. We, we don't always feel like worshiping. I know there are times when there are things on our mind, there are things that have air, irritated us and aggravated us. There are times when we just want to just get through it and get it over with. Let me just say this right now as your pastor. That's never okay. Come on. Come on, guys. Am I going to have to do that, Josh, and pump you guys, make you repeat it ten times? It's never okay. If you and your wife are fighting, get over it. If you don't feel good, get over it. If you're tired, don't want to be here, get over it. We need to come to church to worship God. And there are sometimes, I love you guys, but there are sometimes you guys act like you really want to be here and you really want to worship Jesus. And there's other times you guys act like you're tired and you just want to go home. Right? But God's always good. God's always good. And I'm asking, we need to put forth a little extra effort to just worship. Right? Um, <clears throat> went to, Josh is probably aware of this, but uh, went to choir practice. Uh, I have been really getting blessed. Uh, amen, Brother John? I've been getting blessed going to that choir practice. I didn't really go, I went to support Josh and I didn't, I thought, well, I'm just going to get through this and it ain't going to be that good. And I got time, I started getting blessed. And I mean, I'm really enjoying I'm talking about the very beginning of the first one. Really getting, so I started really looking forward to it. And it's kind of hard the way I work and have to go, but I've been going and everything. I went this past uh, a week, and I was, uh, just be real honest, I was mad when I went in there. I was irritated. I was really wanting to have a pity party. I just wasn't happy. And they started singing those songs. I told Renee, I was like, oh, my goodness. I mean, what a wonderful name it is. And I'm thinking, how am I going to be mad singing this song? You know? And then they sing, God is big enough. And I'm thinking, it's like every song there, God was just saying, are you really going to pout right now? Are you really going to feel sorry for yourself? Are you really not going to worship me? And by the end of it, I couldn't help but say, God's good. What I'm saying is sometimes that's how it is, guys. You're going to come in here. You're going to want to pout. You're going to want to puff up. You're going to want to sit there and get through it. But sometimes you just got to say, God's too good. I got to worship him. And so let's do it, guys. Let's have a worshiping church. Let's have a church that has a servant's heart. Let's be a worshiping church. Let's have a generous church. We are one of the most generous churches I've ever known. You guys are crazy generous. But can I tell you, that is a biblical principle that we need. And if you haven't got in on it yet, you should. Being generous is God's way. We need to trust in the Lord. And we talked about, you know, God's going to show us things, things that don't make sense. He's going to give us a direction. He's going to... Do all the things. We got to trust in the Lord. We got to have a vision. You know, we did, we shared a vision of for right now. But can I tell you, we always have to have a vision. There, are, if we ever come to the day where we think, well, there's nothing happening, nothing going to happen, we'll be honest. We always got to have a vision, an attitude of a vision. God's doing something. God's going to do something. Amen. Does anybody believe God's doing something? Sand Hill. Come on, guys, God is doing something here. God is doing great things here. And we have to have that vision. We have to have that attitude of a vision. And we've spent the last four or five weeks on an attitude of prayer. And we need to make prayer a priority. I hope you guys are wearing your bracelets. I hope it is a reminder. It is to me constantly. I think it wriggles down on my arm. And I think, oh, I need to pray. 
I think that all the time I think, oh, I need to pray. You say, well, you're the pastor. Yeah, I still need reminded. I need to pray. I need to pray first. When things aren't going well, I need to pray first. And we need to just get that drilled into our head. I kind of figured if you put it on your arm, you take your armor where you go. Amen? So I kind of figured it would always be there to remind you because I need reminding sometimes. Stop and pray. So we got to make prayer a priority. But as I said when we started this, I think most Christians, and I would trust everybody here, uh, knows we're supposed to pray. I don't think there's anybody who would argue when you're supposed to pray, right? We guys know that. I, I even think most Christians want to pray. We've tried many, many things here since I've been pastor. We, we've handed out papers for you to pray, and we, we've done all kinds of different things trying to get you to pray. But can I tell you, prayer is a hard thing to keep going. It's like it's really, really, but everybody's doing it, everybody's on board, and everybody's really doing it, and then you give it a month or two, and it's like it's just, it's just really hard to keep it going. So we've got to have a plan to pray. And this, this is Jesus' plan. This is what Jesus said to do. This is how Jesus said to do it. Um, Rachel, will you guys hand those, uh, those out now? Uh, the girls are going to hand out uh, the, the, our prayer plan, if you will. But while they're doing that, if you could still try to pay attention to me, I want you to understand this. I've been praying this for a while, and, and I, I needed, I suppose, to learn this before I could preach it to you guys. But I want you to look at this prayer as a plan. A plan. Right. I, I pray this prayer. I try to pray it multiple times of a, during the day. And, and I pray it of a morning when I'm starting the day. And, and it is my day plan. It's a plan for the day. Today, Lord, I want your will to be done in my life. Today, Lord, I want you to provide for me the things I need. Today, Lord, I want you to forgive me of my sins. Lord, today I want you to help me not to fall into temptation. So I have a plan for my day. I, I've, I've been praying it for my day, and as I go through the day, I remember that I ask God to help me through this day with this plan. Does that make sense to you guys? But also, it is a weak plan. I mean W-E-E-K, not W-E-A-K, okay? It is a weak plan. Lord, I need you all week long. Monday, I need you to get me all the way through Sunday. Every day. I need a plan. This is my plan. This is what I'm going to do. I need you to get me through. I need a month plan and a year plan. But can I tell you guys, I need a life plan. I need a plan to get me from now until I'm in heaven. This is my plan. This is the organized plan that I have for my life to get me through uh, everything that lays ahead. And so here's a great thing. God knows what tomorrow morning holds for me, except for Kevin. We all have Monday morning, right? He knows what tomorrow holds. He knows what this week holds. He knows what next month holds. He knows what next year holds and the rest of my life. He's already been there. He's already saw it. So if I can get in his plan and be praying a plan, no matter what lays ahead, it's going to be okay. You guys believe that? Come on. Do you guys believe that? If there's tragedy, heartache, persecution, death, whatever lays out there, if we get in his plan, we're going to be all right. So we need a plan, a plan for our day, a plan for our week, a plan for our life. We need a plan in our life. And I really want you guys to get this. This, uh, this uh, prayer, it, it encompasses our whole life. It is ingenious to me as I begin to pray this and begin to see how Jesus laid this out. It is ingenious because it really encompasses everything in your life. Literally, Kevin's talking about uh, losing weight. It encompasses that. 
If your car breaks down, it covers that, right? If you have problems at home, it covers that. If you're struggling with sin, it covers that. If you need your bills paid, it covers that. If you don't know what to do with your life, it covers it covers everything. It, it literally is a life plan. It encompasses everything. And if we can see the genius that Jesus gave us this prayer, I used to read this years ago, and as a kid, I'm thinking, that's kind of simple. But when I really got into it and understood, God's saying, Jesus saying, this will cover your whole life, everything, every minute detail and every big detail, this will cover it if we understand how God wants us to pray it. Um, I did not get one of those papers, Rachel. I don't have one. Can you bring one, sweetie? <clears throat> I'm asking you guys, I didn't oh, write it down, sorry, baby. I did, I'm asking you guys, because this is really kind of important. We're going to learn to pray this plan. I know this does not sound like something your pastor would say, but I'm going to say it anyway. We need to feel this. <laughs> All right, never thought you'd see me say that, right? What I mean is, this isn't just words, this isn't just a shallow prayer. This has got to be our heart. God, I want you to help me with my life. God, I want you to deliver me from this sin. God, I want you to take care of this problem. God, I, I, I need you. I feel you. God, I want you. I want you to, I want us to feel this prayer. I want us to live this prayer. This prayer can become our life. Do you guys get that? I, I, maybe I'm doing a terrible job of drawing out, but if you guys understand, that's Jesus' plan is take this prayer, make it your life. And guys, if we'll do that, I believe it's a real game changer. It has been a real game changer for me. And since I've been preaching it to you guys, I have seen so much that I can do more on and better than I have been already in the past. <clears throat> so let us just look at this, how, how this is going to work. Again, just a prayer plan. And, and it's, this, this isn't maybe real fancy packaging or anything, but it, it is just what God says. And we've already preached this, so I'm not going to go... Uh, slow in detail or whatever with this, but I do want you guys to, let me say this with confidence to your pastor. If you will do this, it will change your Christian life. Is there anybody here like your life to be better? And you can fold this up and put it in your Bible and forget about it or do it a couple days and, and not stop doing it. And you're going to miss out on what God has for you. May I, may I remind you, Jesus gave us this prayer. So we're going to start out with uh, our Father, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And we said we're going to evaluate God. So we have a box there. How many of you think that box is big enough to list the amazing things about God? <laughs> okay. I hope not. Okay. Uh, but you could, you could start out tomorrow morning. You could start out today and you could start writing down. You know, he, he loves me all the time. He is always faithful. Guys, we get excited. Just think about, he is an awesome God. He beats the devil. I mean, we could just start writing down all these great things about God. Can I tell you, if you enter into prayer and start out there, you kind of start getting in the mood to pray. Do you see how that's so different than just coming in, praying through your list, and then going on about your business? And I think that's how most all Christians pray. You have these things you pray for. You pray for your family, pray for your church, pray for all the needs. And, you know, in Jesus' name, amen. And that's how we most of us pray. We don't have a plan. This is a plan. So we're going to start listing the things that are uh, all the amazing things about God. And, and this one really means a lot to me. Maybe it's just the way my brain works, but it has just been so life-changing for me. As I start listing the things that God knows that I don't know. God, my head's all messed up. I have all these thoughts, and I don't know the answer, but I know you do. Can I tell you that means everything to me? 
And God, there's a whole lot going on in Washington that I don't understand, but God, you do. And God, in our church, there's a lot of problems I don't have answers for, but you do. And you could just go down through the list and your family and your finances and your problems and, and your health and just go all through this and you just go through it and you say, God, all these things I don't know, you do know them. If you already, if you make a list of things how great God is and then you make a list of the things he knows you don't know, you're starting to get ready to pray. Are you guys with me? This, 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 is, this is a game changer. And then we say we're going to pray thy will be done on earth. We're going to fully surrender to his plan. So there is a plan for, of that God has, and we want it carried out in our life. So you can start listing in this box right here. You can start listing, Lord, I'm, I'm going to give you my job. Lord, I'm going to give you my school. Lord, I'm going to give you my ministry. Lord, I'm going to give you my kids. Lord, I'm going to give you my grandkids. I'm going to give you my spouse. Lord, I'm going to give you, just, just start listing all the. And what you mean when you say give it to you is, Lord, what I want isn't really what's going to matter. If you have a plan, I want to be in your plan. Our church, we need to put it in that box. God, whatever your will is for the future of our church, I want you to have your will. I'm sure everybody here has some ideas, has some thoughts, has maybe this is what you think God's going to do. Can I just give you a, really, a little uh, newsflash right here? There ain't nobody knows what God's going to do at Sand Hill Church. There ain't nobody knows. We can talk, we can dream, we can think, but we don't know what God's going to do. And it may be totally different than what we have planned, but can I just say this? God knows what he's doing. Let's just say, God, everything in my life, I want your plan to live out. But listing those things will help you mentally process the, the surrender of all things to him. We have a box for our provision. God's okay with us asking for things we need. He knows that we need a place to live. He knows that we need food to eat. He knows sometimes we need a touch from him for healing. He knows that we need him to watch over our loved ones. He, he knows those things. He doesn't, he doesn't object to us. It's ingenious, to, to, again, to me that he starts out with how great God is. Then he goes to the planet God. Then he says, oh, yeah, you guys can tell me what you need along the way. And then he goes back to some spiritual things, right? So, so nothing wrong with listing the things that we need in life, right? I need God to take care of my family. Amen. I need God to help me in my marriage. I need God to help me in my finances. I need God to help me on my job. I need God to help me. He doesn't care for us to ask him, so we, we list that in that list. And then we have forgive us our debts as we forgive others or debtors. And we're going <clears> to <throat> we're gonna list this in this area um, where you need forgiveness. Okay, this is a really good box. If you think I can't think of anything to put in that box, then you do have problems. Okay? And seriously, if you can't think of anything wrong with you, then, then there's definitely something wrong with you. Okay? But if we begin to list, I have some weaknesses, I have some areas there. And God has really been, it's so funny since I preached last Sunday, it's like God has just really been, I'm telling you guys how you're all rotten scoundrels, and I'm thinking this week, I'm like, oh, Lord, how do you even keep me around? I just over and over and over just revealing to me the things that I fail the Lord in. But we write those down, we repent of those, and it's a reminder of the things that we don't, aren't what we're supposed to be. <clears throat> Forgive others. That's a good box. That's a good box, Right? Uh, uh, might not want to show it to anybody, but you could probably put some names in there. <laughs> some people you need to kind of forgive. Some people you need to let, let some things go. Are you critical to others? 
So something I, I, I want to I just side note just for, for, for a moment here while we're on this subject. And I, I struggle with this, guys. I've been struggling with this. I don't know if anybody here can help me. But I struggle with this. I think everybody in this church has it down pat, clear as can be, pride is sin. Amen? Pride is sin, right? We're not supposed to be prideful. And I think, I think in the Christian world, I think most of the Christian world says pride is wrong. I think that we look at a lot of people and we see, you know, they, you know, they're, maybe they post things on Facebook or they just kind of carry themselves like, look at me, I am something. We say, that is so evil and that is so wicked. And everybody agrees with me? We're all on the same page on that? But here's something I struggle with. I don't know that I know the answer to this. If you do know the answer, I would appreciate you coming and telling me the answer. Just as wrong as the guy who's always trying to say, look at me, how great I am, isn't being condescending just as evil? Kevin says yes. The rest of you look like you have no clue. (laughs) Is condescension wrong? So if I know I am studying my Bible and I am coming here to preach a message that is Bible-based and it is powerful and it is, and it is God-ordained and I have, I have put 12, 15, 20 hours in and I am studying my heart out and then I got some preacher, he just cracked open his Bible and he just walked into the pulpit, how do I not be condescending to him? <laughs> Come on, guys. You guys look right here. Everybody's not paying attention to me. You guys, we'll, we'll, I'll make you stand up and do jumping jacks. How, this is serious, because we have this in our church. We don't have, I don't far as I know, we don't have one person in our church who's proud and look at me, I am so great. We don't have that. We have, oh, look at them, they're not near as good as I am. They don't study like I do. They're not smart like I am. They don't, you know. What about other churches? Are there any other churches out there that just don't quite do it? We got to be careful about saying, we are the church and they are not. Now, I don't know how we... I don't know how he thread that needle because there's some things that are just right and there's some things that are wrong. Is it right for a preacher to study? Yes. Is it wrong for a preacher not to study? Yes. So how do we not be prideful and how do we do it? And one answer might be for that preacher who knows it a lot to humble himself down and help pull that preacher who's not studying up to where he needs to be. But I'm just telling you guys, we need to not be critical of others. And that's convicting for me. Um, if I can embarrass myself here, Renee will give you a big amen. I kind of wrote the book on this, okay? I kind of wrote the book on this. I'm kind of the king of being critical and looking down at others and, you know, they're not doing it right. And, you know, you go to another church, you're like, what in the world is wrong with those people? You know, and that pastor, he doesn't know what he's doing. And, you know, that preacher doesn't know how to preach. I'm kind of the, I'm kind of the, I kind of capitalized on that. I tell you, that's not right. We need to have a loving spirit and maybe helping others. And some of the things we're trying to do now, maybe God's trying to take this out of us, but if we're going to put on uh, um, retreats to train preachers and we're going to try and help other churches, we're going to try and other things, we need to be real careful that we are instructing them and thus saith the word of God and we're not condescending that they don't know as much as we do. Does Does this make sense to you guys? And so it's kind of an important point that we don't want to be prideful. We also don't want to be condescending. And our attitudes can show very quickly on our face. And sometimes Renee has said, Gary, everybody can see your face. And I'm thinking nobody realizes how ugly I'm being, right? Because I'm thinking these people have a clue what they're doing. These guys don't know how to have church, right? And Renee's like, Gary, they can tell that you're, what you're thinking. And I'm thinking I'm keeping it hidden. And what I'm really telling everybody is you guys don't know as much as I know, right? Now that I have confessed my sins and completely humiliated myself, you guys need to do that too, 
Because there's a lot of that in this church. Come on, guys. Amen. I'm getting very little help here, Kevin. All right, I'm getting very little help here. All right, moving right along. Lead us not into temptation. Uh, we just got through preaching that. Um, again, this is a real good place to just list maybe some of your weaknesses, some of the things you struggle with, some of the things that are not quite right in your life. Uh, um, God, help me to do better on these areas in my life. <clears throat> Thine is the glory. So we started out with how great God is and how, how awesome God is and all things great about God. We've prayed through all of our life. we prayed through our spiritual needs and our natural needs and our carnal needs and our sins and our weaknesses and other people and everything in our life. And now we've encompassed our whole entire life. And now we're going to close out the prayer with saying, oh, yeah, God. And you're just as great as you was when I started this prayer. You're a great God. We're going to reflect on how great God is. And then we're going to reflect back on not only how great he is, but God, all these things I've just asked you for in my natural life, in my spiritual life, in my plan for my life, and everything that I do, all of that I want to do for your glory. Because it's not about us. It's all about him. And guys, this is a plan that if we will do it, our prayer lives can grow. So here's what I would like for you to do. And then there's a category for others. And, and you can write anything you want to in there. And... <clears throat> I hope that, let me just throw this out here. I hope that, I don't think that we have this in Sand Hill, but let me just cause just this case. I hope there's no one here that is so spiritual they say, I don't need a list. I'm just, I'm just so close to God and it'll just be me in the spirit and I don't, need to, I don't need to organize my prayers. Well, let's see what your prayer life looks like. Because I've known a whole lot of those spiritual people who are so spiritual they don't need to do this, and their prayer life is not very impressive, right? So, so I think we need an organized way to do this. So if you guys will do this, if you guys will, will, will take this serious and take this it will change your prayer life. May I, may I, may I very confidently say that. <clears throat> but here's the thing. Here's what I want us to do. You can take this home. I would hope that you can take this home and fill every one of them boxes completely full. You know what you need to do? You need to come get you another one, and you need to write on it. And then you need to come get you another one and write on it. Because here's what I don't want. Here's what I don't want you to do with this. You're going to write three things in each box, and you're going to start praying those three things in those boxes every day. Can I tell you what that is? It's a list. <laughs> it's a list, right? We don't want lists. We want to pray from the heart. We want to pray for the heart. And so here's how I have kind of worked at that. And I'm not, I, please do not copy me. You get, this is a very personal thing you guys need to work out in your own life. But there are times I may get up in the morning and I may begin to pray this prayer. And I, and I do try to pray it every day before I ever start my day. I pray this prayer out. And I may pray and I may really think through my day and, and really think on some of these things. Maybe in certain places really, really go deep on certain boxes. There'll be times in your life one of these boxes is going to mean more to you than other boxes, right? But I'll pray it. I might pray it during the middle of the day and I might just kind of quickly say, Lord, you know all things, and you know you're in heaven, and I just need you to have your, you know, and kind of just pray through it quickly. And I may get to the end of the day, and I may say, Lord, thank you, you know, and kind of reflect back on how he's done it and pray at the end of the day. I may pray it multiple times a day. There may be times I have time to slow down and pray it really at great depth. There may be times I pray it more quickly, but it is constantly on my mind. He's in heaven. He's in control. He has a plan. I submit to that. He's going to take care of my needs. Forgive me of my sins. Don't let me fall into more. And God, by the way, you are an awesome God. Guys, if we start doing that, things change. So if you'll take this and not make it just a piece of paper, not make it just a list, but make it a plan for your life, and you can revamp this, do whatever you want to with it. If we'll continue to add to it, 
And what I mean by that is you fill this box up and then next week you go back and you put all brand new things in there and then you come back, put all brand new things in, and then you come back, put all brand new things in there. If you're doing this right, you won't run out of things to put in there. Our lives, our prayer lives can actually come to life. Would someone please let me know that I'm not completely up here (laughs) talking to myself? Our prayer life... I've been saved, I told you this, I've been saved for 46 years. If I'm real honest, I, and I have tried to pray, and I've tried different plans, I've tried all these different things, but a lot of my prayers come down to praying through lists. I pray for every one of you every single day. I enjoy doing that. I want you to. If you have special needs, I pray for those. I pray for the requests you bring to me. I try to pray very diligently, but it is praying through a list. But this has become alive. Does that make sense to anybody? It has become alive. It's now not just praying for Terry and Wilma and for Christy and Tom and for Steve and Charlene and Richard and Brendan and Josh and Jenny. And, and it's not just that. Now it is alive. I'm, 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 I'm in a relationship with, with my Lord and I'm bringing him into my life. And I'm not just giving him a grocery list I need him to fill. I'm actually walking through life with him. Been challenging you guys, those of you that were here Wednesday night, challenge you a little bit on the strategic comprehension. <clears throat> but how many of you know you can get up and read your Bible for an hour every morning? It means nothing. But how many of you know you can enter into a relationship with the author? And it's like reading a love letter. Do you see the difference? And that's the difference between praying prayers and praying this prayer plan that will change things. So if you guys will take that challenge and, 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 and use this and, and continue to grow it as the time goes by, I trust what it will be is it won't be Gary trying to talk you into it. It will, it will become real to you. So my plan is, and this is, we want to pray, pray first, right? Uh, uh, we, we want to make that a principle of the church. I have been greatly... Um, struggling trying to figure out how do we incorporate prayer more in the church. So here's what I really want to do, guys. I want to, and I, I don't know for sure, how, it might be a Tuesday afternoon or a Tuesday evening. It might be a Saturday morning. I don't know what, but I want to have times where we come to church to pray. What about that? Not to sing, not to preach, not to eat, to pray. Because, guys, we need to talk to the king. We need to get a hold of the king. We pray that this message has stirred your soul as you continue on for Christ. If you've been blessed by this sermon, we encourage you to share this podcast with others that we may together embolden each other for the kingdom cause. To listen to Sandhill Sermons live, you can join us Sundays at 11 o'clock on Facebook and YouTube can also find additional content such as our Steadfast Studies podcast or the NOYC Godcast for Youth provided by Sandhill for spiritual growth of all ages. These can be found at sandhillfwb.com or on all major podcast platforms. May God continue to richly bless your journey every step of the way.